Wagwan, my loves. Welcome to the Soul Sister Podcast. It is your girl, your host, Knowledge Butterfly, aka your holistic energy alchemist, aka your soul sister. So we're going to get back into it. We're going to jump right on into it. This podcast is, um, or I should say this episode of this podcast is dealing with, still dealing with your your DNA and dealing with generational curses that come come along with the DNA. Um, and the last um, episode is where I first started to get into it. So if you haven't listened to that episode, please listen to that before you listen to this one. Remember, I'm doing a series about generational curses. So this is the second part the second part of the series. And so again, if you haven't listened to that that episode, which is episode number two, the origin of generational curses, listen to that before you get into this episode, all right? So first off, today is what we call Juneteenth. To be honest, I had never heard of Juneteenth until um, I watched an episode of the TV show Atlanta on FX and that that TV show they did an episode talking about Juneteenth and I was like what in the entire fuck is a Juneteenth and it ha- it basically has to deal with the free of uh, freedom being granted to the quote unquote slaves now me I personally do not see myself nor my ancestors as ever being slaves I feel like that was a narrative that was given to us in order for us to feel inferior to feel like we didn't have anything any culture to feel like we didn't have any beginnings and so this actually um, plays into generational curses because when you understand that most of the information we know is information that was taught in school or the information or what we think we know. So when you start to get into consciousness, the the first thing you learn is you have to question everything. And I question the slavery story. I question these quote unquote boats that we supposedly came here on because why are none of these boats why 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 are none of these boats in museums or why is there no, nothing but the the one illustration that they blast all over the internet with supposedly how the slaves were laid in the bottom of these of these ships but the Nina the Santa um Nina the Penta and the Santa Maria or something like that I think of the names of supposedly of those three ships or three of the ships but yeah it just does not make sense and then when you understand the origins of the Caucasian people European people where they came from you would under you would really understand that there was no way that they gained that much intelligence that much know with all that much knowledge of the world to be pulling people from any country to bring them all the way over here so yeah do your research on that I, I anybody who hasn't started to research um the true origins of of the indigenous people of this planet you need to do your own research and you'll see that we um, have always been here. We've, we've, we've been all over this, this world, this planet. So, and, and beyond this planet. So, um, I, I really, um, am not doing this episode really to, 
to talk so much about the history of it, but I did want to add that before I got into the generational curse. So do your research. Somebody you can actually get into when it comes to history um, is Asir the Duke of Tears. He's on YouTube. Um, again, it's Asir, A-S-E-E-R, the Duke of Tears, and Tears is T-I-E-R-S. So definitely check that 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 um, King out for additional information on history and different books you can read in order for you to gain insight and gain knowledge and gain light of and of self knowledge of self all right because if you don't know where you came from then that's another reason why generational curses are perpetuated all right so understanding that a generational curse is actually a cycle that's being repeated generation after generation after generation so when you understand that your DNA is actually instructional codes. It is instructions on your hair texture, instructions on your hair color, your eye color, instructions on your body build, instructions on your height, shape, all these physical things, right? That's what they teach you. However, your your DNA is also instructional codes on, on how, on experiencing this life experiencing the life in whatever your ancestor's last name is. Like for instance, on my father's side, the last name is Smith. So I have instructional codes on how the Smiths before me have have experienced their incarnation on this planet. And as I talked about in a previous um, episode, if the instructional code was a lot of alcoholism, which is the case in my DNA on both sides, then there is a really big chance that that is something that I would have to to deal with. And to be honest, I did have to battle and deal with alcoholism. Now, how do you conquer these things? How do you conquer them? Well, the way that I did it, the way that I came about rewriting my DNA, recoding my DNA, because understand that we are the, you become the coder Just like people have, um, people do training to become computer programmers and, and coders to write programs for, um, websites and things of that nature. It's the same thing when it comes to your DNA, because that is literally the original from which everything else is on this planet is mimicking, right? So in order for you to become the true coder, you have to become conscious and aware that there is something that you need to fix. There is something that you need to correct, you know, in your DNA. There's a pattern that you need to to fix and change. So that's the first thing is your conscious awareness that there is an issue. The second thing is consciously doing things like affirmations and I know people say affirmations 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 all the time but when you don't have an understanding of the power of affirmations and when you don't have confidence in that affirmation working it's not going to work but when you start to understand the power behind the words that you speak you know how the bible talks about that there is um you can speak life or death with your tongue that's the power that your voice has your god box has so when you start to understand that 
then you start to have a certain confidence with the words you're speaking. So affirmations is definitely one of them. And it you can start off, and like I did, I started off learning affirmations and Googling affirmations. And then I started to, and even read books on it. And then I started to come up with my own, meaning I started to download these affirmations that obviously were already in my DNA. I started to get access to these things. So I was activating dormant DNA. And when I say dormant DNA, this is DNA that hasn't been utilized. This is information and instructions that you have not been utilizing. This is like a locked file that you have on your own computer. And you have to have administrator access to and to be able to get into that file, that's the same thing. So when you start to become self-aware and you start to really start to connect, meditate, meditating is a meditation is another thing. When you, people first talk about meditation, they talk about meditation in this kind of like, Oh, it's just you trying to clear the thoughts out of your head. Well, that's easier easier said than done when you've been told to live in your fucking head your whole life. So the first thing that you really do with any type of meditation is to observe your thoughts. Not to get caught up in it, not to feel any type of way about it, but observe your thoughts because that's how you start to see your thought pattern. And when you understand your thought pattern, you start to understand how you've been coding your DNA. And you also understand how most likely your ancestors, the ones before you were coding DNA. And when I say ancestors, I'm talking about that, that 14 generations, seven on your mother's and father's side that have been repeating these generational cycles of traumatic events, of toxic thoughts, of all of these things that are not beneficial to the inheritance because your DNA is inheritance, bottom line. All right. So meditation really is for you to observe your thoughts and and realize the pattern that you have. After you meditate, you can write down some of the thoughts that you've been having. You can write down the patterns that you've been creating and then you can consciously write down the things, the solutions that can combat the problems you've been been creating because your negative thoughts are really problems that you're creating. So you're creating problems in your fucking DNA. So when you start to understand you've been creating problems because your conscious mind does just that, it gives your subconscious mind a problem and um, it's giving it a problem to solve because the subconscious mind is where the solutions lie. Your dreams are where the solutions lie, right? But I'm not going to get into all of that right now. I'm just planting these seeds in you right now, okay? So when you start to understand, like literally this is how, how these cycles, how this, how really everything works. This is, this is really the universal law of how things work, right? Especially in a human body, especially in a human body. So affirmation, speaking life into yourself, meditation, checking in with your inner universe, with your inner self, right? And it's also the time that you ask yourself questions to come up with these solutions. This is a time when you when you start doing problem solving. You start understanding that you are the mathematician, you are the chemist, you are the alchemist. You are literally, and I just got 1111. That's how long I've been recording. You are literally turning your, your DNA from lead into gold. The lead is, is so, it's a denser metal. It's heavier, right? You want to turn it to gold, which is a less dense um, which is a less dense um, metal, but not just a less less dense metal. It's also the 
geometric shape of the Merkaba. And if you don't want the, know what the Merkaba is, it's the six-pointed star. It's the yin and the yang joining together as one. So it's your spiritual self, your higher self, and your lower self, your ego, merging together to become one. And you are in the center point, which is your heart chakra. That's when you're, that's, that's recoding your DNA, the alchemy of it. Letting go of things that are so human and so egotistical that you understand that it's an illusion anyway. It's not real. All those negative things that people said about you, those voices that are in your head are those ne- negative things that your parents made have said, might have said about you, a teacher or might have said about you, a so- so-called friend might have said about you, your siblings might have said about you, but that doesn't make it true. So it's understanding that only the only truth that exists is the universal principles, is love, is your soul. So the, the more and more that you start to tear away at the many layers that the ego has built up for protection, that's where the, the saying, the emperor has no clothes comes from. Because after you go through all of those layers and you tear down all of those layers, you realize that none of that shit was real. None of that shit was real. It's like a tiny dog that's been doing a whole bunch of barking. That's how I look at the ego. But it's not going to do shit, right? It's not going to do shit. But that's what we've been allowing to code our DNA. So when you get into consciousness, you realize that, hey, your higher self is supposed to have this role, not the ego, because what the ego is going to do is going to perpetuate the generational patterns and the cycles, the curses that have been going on from generation to generation to generation to generation. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because, like I said, this is a series and I kind of wanted to get into that, but I'm going to do another um episode and it's going to actually deal with the yin and the yang the divine feminine and masculine and what's playing out right now which I actually got caught up in as well because certain emotions started to come up and that was shadow work that I needed to do so I'm going to talk about that in the next episode I appreciate you guys for tuning in and 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 just tuning in to my frequency attracting my frequency my loves so as always, sending you love out into the ethers and sending you that soul to soul, that soul sister heart to heart connection, you know, that soul sister shit, y'all. I love y'all so much. Peace. Welcome, 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 my loves, to the Soul Sister Podcast. I am your host, Knowledge Butterfly, aka your holistic energy alchemist, aka your soul sister. And I want to first, you know, let you guys know that I didn't forget about you and I didn't forget about this whole generational curse podcast. I just took some time for myself to really do some work on myself, really continue to 
um, love on myself, to love on my inner child, and to do what people like to call shadow work, which is really just going within and dealing with the things that we repress. So I've been doing that. And also I'm on a um, soul trip, um, which is a road trip with one of my sisters, Nini. Um, She also is very, very, very powerful queen. And she has her own podcast. She has two podcasts, one for divination and one where she just talks about her own fucking life, as well as she is a straight up businesswoman. And I love her so much. So we've been on a soul trip across the country starting, we're both from Georgia and we were from Georgia to South Carolina to celebrate um, one of our other sister's birthdays. And then we came out west and we hit up New Orleans and then Houston and then Dallas. Then we traveled on into um, Arizona, hitting up the Grand Canyon, went to Las Vegas, and then we settled in California, big up Queen Calafia, big up that energy. We need to start definitely um, sending love to our ancestors, especially the queens, because um, the earth is speaking in all of these, what we like to call natural disasters and things of that nature. So big, enough, big up Queen Calafia, who California is named after, and I just got two, two, two. So, all right, I'm going to go ahead and jump into it. So this is the third episode of the Generational Curses, and I'm talking about in today's podcast, generation, Generational Curse of Indigenous Peoples, and talking about one particular factor that ties into these generational curses and what, and actually what I should say feeds all these generational curses. It's the root of the generational curses. It's where the curse stems from. And I call this um, the lack mentality because knowing that the universe is mental all is mind we know that there has to be some type of mentality that is the driving force for everything that you see playing out on the main stage and when I say the main stage I'm talking about the media TV and those types of things social media all right so the when I say indigenous peoples or original peoples I'm talking about the people who have been misnomered as black, who have been called black. And the the word black, the term black, actually means to be lack, all right? So that right there, that whole name feeds lack mentality in the people that are called black or African-American or Jamaican or African or Dominican or Haitian whatever um, terms and labels that they've given to us, we have been labeled as black or black. okay? Um, and to be anything is a state of mind. So when you say black, lack is a state of mind. It's a mental condition. And the state of anything, the state is a manner of standing or condition. It is your status in this world. It is your estate, right? And we, um, and in understanding that, your state of mind creates 
the physical physical condition of a people, a physical condition. Um, and so our physical condition has been lack poverty and that started in the mind. And so when you have a lack mentality collectively, um, it is going to produce, manifest that in your everyday life and in your everyday world. Now, this lack mentality is a contractual agreement that we made when we accept these terms that others have given to us, right? We accept these names that have been given to us like black, all right? And when we think about that, we're actually the only group of people that accepts any name that someone gives to us, especially when we talk about the indigenous peoples in the Americas, namely the United States. And the United States changes the terms or the name or label of the indigenous peoples every 20 to 30 years when they are doing the census, all right? And they do this so that we cannot claim our estate. And I just got five, five, five. So that we cannot claim our birth, cannot claim our birthright, our estate, which is very abundant. Our trust, which is very abundant, which is very wealthy because we are actually the wealthiest on this planet because we are the indigenous, right? And the land belongs to the indigenous. And I'm going to talk about the land and how that ties into the indigenous peoples as well, Okay. So when we accept these names, we're actually forfeiting our birthright, okay? We're forfeiting our birthright, which is then becomes a stolen legacy because someone else is actually benefiting off of our legacy because we have been ignorant and asleep. We've been ignorant to what actually belongs to us, right? And ignorance is not bliss, okay? It's not bliss when you are actually being... Um, berated and you're being treated as you have no value because black is lack so there is no value there it is literally a, a term not of endearment but a term of poverty okay now if anybody has watched my YouTube channel you know that I love cardiology and I've been teaching myself cardiology following a beautiful queen by the name it goes by the name of Aquarius Maximus, and I love her name because um, Aquarian energy is a unique energy. It's 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 um it is tied into the uniqueness of each one, each and every one of us. We all have our own unique perspectives. We have our own unique um, we are our own unique fragments of light, and we came here to showcase that unique light to others in order to not only you know help other people tap into their own unique light but also to help us have a better understanding of ourselves and to live in truth okay so anywho's in cardiology um Aquarius Maximus talks about how the card nine of diamonds is the card of the melanated or indigenous people of this planet now and with the nine of diamonds card on a high vibration of this card it represents wealth on a low vibration of this card, it represents poverty. And so we've been dealing with the flip side of the card, which is poverty. And we're actually coming out of that because more and more of us are waking up to truth of self. And we're not going by the information that's been given to us from generation to generation from the people who colonize our quote unquote black bodies and the earth, the land. So now I'm going to talk about... Um, how this also ties 
this card also ties into the disrespect and the disregard of the quote-unquote black bodies or the indigenous people so the quote-unquote black people our bodies represent the earth the land and the water and so when you think about how the earth which is the land and the water have been treated historically or the history that we've been given we see that there's a certain people who have raped this land who have shot up the land with chemicals and bullets and who have drained the land of its resources therefore stolen from the land without replenishing it and giving back to the land right um and so that's how this this planet has been treated but not only this planet has been treated this way right the peoples who are indigenous and original to this land have been treated the same so symbolically you can look at the melanated people and you can see that the land is being treated and the water has, is being treated the same way why is this is because we represent the land and the earth we are the symbol of the land and the earth we are one with the land and the earth and us not respecting our own selves us not seeing the value nine of diamonds the wealth in our own selves has allowed for this to be done to the earth because we are the gate the gatekeepers we are the ones who set the tone with how this planet is supposed to be treated and with us being living in a state of amnesia and living in a state of lack we opened up the gateway for this um to happen to the earth so this goes back to what is value do how do we value ourselves and what do we actually value well we've been valuing every everything outside of ourselves and when i say everything outside of ourselves mainly money right we've been val valuing a artificial green an artificial um inorganic um symbol of wealth when the actual true symbol of wealth is the green that we see when we walk outside. It's the trees, it's the grass, it's the flowers. I just got 1111. It's the waters when you go to the ocean. It's the rivers, it's the, sea, um, it's the lakes. It's the minerals of this planet. We also represent the same thing. So when we start to come back to truth of self and seeing the oneness and the value in all these things and the abundance in all of these things around us, we start seeing the true abundance actually lied in us all, all along. We were always, always the, the wealth. We were always the true symbol of abundance. And when we get back to understanding that, we start to gain the true wealth, which is our sovereign mind, our free mind, a free dome, which is freedom. That's when we gain freedom. And so what I've been working on throughout my soul, um, um, my soul journey, because when I first started doing my YouTube videos, I was talking about my spiritual journey to enlightenment and I'm going to do a podcast and probably a YouTube video because I'm about to get back into my YouTube videos. Yay! <laughs> um, talking about 
what a soul journey is soul journey being a journey back to your true self and talking about the difference between spiritual your spiritual body your physical body and your soul because your soul is really the only thing that truly exists so I'm gonna get into that too but anywho's getting back into um talking about how this whole trip um this this soul trip this road trip has helped me get back into reclaiming my stolen legacy reclaiming my legacy reclaiming my birthright which is what the indigenous people have to get back into in order to reverse the curse in order to turn turn um turn ourselves right side up and by turning ourselves right side up we are are getting rid of the debts that we've been creating and start back reclaiming and creating a a stream of abundance and wealth in our everyday life and that is in the way that we think that's in the way that we feel which turns into the things that we manifest because in order to manifest what you really want they have to get your mind and your emotions and they've been playing they've been programming our minds by playing on our emotions and our emotional state represents the divine feminine energy and our mindset represents that masculine energy and so once we reclaim our birthright our sovereignty by understanding our emotions and being at one with our emotions our emotional body which are the waters and our chakras when we start to understand why we feel the way we feel and we start to really love on ourselves for the way that we feel and we start to think about why we feel the way we feel and change, change our mindset, change our feelings by feeding ourselves with more love and more abundance than we've ever fed ourselves with and more love and abundance than anybody else has fed us with and that includes our parents because our parents didn't know any better so bless their hearts send them love bless their hearts send them love send them abundance as well because you're also changing your dna you're recoding your dna abundance but you're also tapping into the abundance that was already there because it's a part of our birthright and a part of our inheritance so I'm actually going to stop right there my loves um, but I definitely wanted to get into podcast number three which is the generational curse of indigenous peoples and I'm actually going to do a fourth one I feel like that might be the end of the generational curse um, by doing four and the number four is a foundation is setting the foundation for the other things that I'm going to get into because I also um, am going to talk about the indigenous woman and what we have what we're now correcting in ourselves because we are the reflection um, of our men right we're the moon right so the moon reflects the light of the sun and so our sun's have been seeing a distorted, deformed version of themselves because we have been going through an identity crisis. And so that's actually going to be this, what I'm going to get into after I finish this generational curse series. So be on the lookout for that. And then the fourth 
Um, and the last uh, Generational Curse podcast will be about the stolen legacy for our children and how we have stolen the innocence and our, and our and the childhood from our children, which is also part of generational curses. So our children have been repeating that. And now we can see that we are breaking out of that spell because all of this is a spell and we are breaking that spell. All right. Which is generational curses, the, the cycles of trauma. All right, so I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I appreciate your love. I appreciate your support. And I I appreciate your own growth because we're all going going through the whole cycle of birth to childhood to adolescence to teenage to becoming an adult all over again that's really what this the whole spiritual journey to a soul journey really is about so i really like i said appreciate you guys for tuning in i appreciate you guys for your patience when i take my hiatuses to get my mind right and to get my and to go through a, um, a period of growth so i really appreciate you and love you so much as always, I'm sending you guys the heart to heart soul sister shit. Peace, my loves. Welcome, my loves. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Back to the Soul Sister podcast. It's your girl, Knowledge Butterfly, aka your holistic energy alchemist. AKA your soul sister, and I'm back with the fourth episode of the Generational Curse um, series. And this actually is the last one that I'm gonna do for this series. It closes it all out, and it's talking about um, the other piece of the whole generational curse thing so I just want to get into um, the children aspect of it because the indigenous children really have to grow up really 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 fast and it's only because we have as I talked about in episode 3 a lack mentality right so basically what our parents did unknowingly and unconsciously because they thought it was normal and their parent because their parents did it before them and so on and so forth and we've been doing this this whole thing for at least seven generations is what we did what we have been doing is we have stolen our children's childhood which means that we've stolen our children's innocence and it's because we seem to not understand why we seem to not understand why childhood and innocence is so important and this ties into why why others do not see our children as children okay so when we look at these these incidences where we have children being murdered in the street by cops because the the cops say they feel threatened by a child and we're like it's a child how can they not see that's a fucking child well how long do we allow our children to be children or do we mentally make our children grow up very young all right so let's talk about that 
when we look at our, 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 our communities and we look at other countries, for instance, I lived in Jamaica for a year and there were many five-year-olds, six-year-olds walking around hustling, selling fruit, sounding like grown-ass people. Even having conversations with the children, they sound like grown-ass people. And that's the norm. That's the norm in the society for children to go out into the streets in certain countries hustling to make a dollar. Why is it that children feel like they have to hustle to make a dollar? Well, could it be that we teach children that money is scarce? Could it be that we talk to children about bills and make them and tell them you need to turn these lights off because you're going to run my bills up. You need to close this refrigerator. I know my dad them did that. Close the refrigerator because you're letting all the cold air out and you running up my bill when you leave the lights on. You need to limit your showers because you're running my bills up. All of these things still tied into a lack mentality, which I talked about in my previous podcast, podcast number three. Could it be that we are always talking about money like it is a, a an issue? Could it be that in Jamaica they tell children that they romping too much, they play too much, and they basically trying to tell them that they need to get serious? Could it be that we take this shit so seriously? Could it could that be a part of it? So we need to explore more why we don't understand or why we don't see the benefit in children being children, why we don't foster imagination, why we don't foster um, children being playful. I, re- I remember my mother, my mother was very childlike and very, and very emotionally immature. And that ties into her, her cardiology card, which is a five of hearts. And the hearts suit actually deals with the emotional the emotional body it actually deals with the child like essence and um it actually is the first suit of the of the four suits and it's the springtime it's the beginning of life and so when i think about my mother she's the reason why i was able to come back to that and she actually helped me with my card being the seven of hearts um because my emotions were very imbalanced and I definitely understand why they were imbalanced just going off of this 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 lifetime that I'm in right now or this timeline that I'm in right now and I'm bringing this part up because my father very serious and very stern and very mental didn't understand emotions and without him knowing he made me feel guilty or weak because I expressed emotions. And I feel like, honestly, this is a song that's been playing in the indigenous community for far too long. And I just got 555, where we have berated our children and made them feel weak for expressing emotions, made them feel weak for being children, made them feel weak for wanting to play, making them feel like they should be doing something else besides playing, making them feel like that's actually being lazy, making them feel like that that is not a part of, that's not a part of who we are. And when you think about the indigenous people, we're very silly, we're very playful, we're very fun. And we 
kind of like zap that out of ourselves or make it feel like, oh, you can only do that on the weekends after you put in your full day's work, after you've given your blood, sweat, and tears and all of your beautiful energy, your life force energy to something that's not in investing into yourself. So I feel like when we still our children's childhood we're not teaching them how to reinvest in themselves we're not teaching them the value within themselves and we're teaching them the struggle mentality we're teaching them the hustle mentality we're teaching them to to not really be able to tap back into their own very essence and their own emotions and understanding the benefit of your emotions and how you can utilize your emotions to effectively manifest the life that you want to have here on this planet right so and again i'm not saying that our parents consciously doing this they're unconsciously doing it because everything is from a learned um a learned environment it's from what we see our parents doing it's learned behavior all right and we also teach them, another part of that, we also teach them that life is hard, nothing comes easy, that because you are quote-unquote black or you lack in this life, you have to work extra, extra hard than anybody else on this planet when actually it's the opposite, right? Not a diamond's high vibrational energy, it's the opposite of that. It's our motherfucking birthright, it's our inheritance to have abundance, to have abundance. And we're teaching our children the opposite. Therefore, we're creating the lack mentality and a generational cycle of lack. And our product, our parents are the products of that lack environment. We are the generations going forth from my generation and going forth that is understanding that we are the actual abundance and the inheritance that we have, all the gifts that we have from our parents and from previous generational cycles, we're finally tapping back into that and we're sharing those gifts with others and that's the beauty of it. So the sto this goal the, the the childhood being stolen from our children is the stolen legacy and we're reclaiming those legacies back. And we're now setting our children up for success. We're setting our DNA up for success. And we're letting go of the, the cycles that we've been playing out and living out, which is failure, struggle, stress, anxiety, depression, and poverty. And we're releasing and letting that go by dealing with our inner child, by doing shadow work, by talking about our traumas. And relieving ourselves and releasing trauma because I truly feel like in order to operate in the higher vibrational energies of the nine of diamonds, we have to talk about those things that really hurt us. We have to admit that to ourselves and be honest with ourselves about that. We have to admit how our parents traumatize us through through getting whoopings and through, you know, yelling at us for being children. You know what I'm saying? For yelling at us for literally for being children but that again goes back to what they went through so it's for it's also goes into forgiveness because people want to tell you you know you can't blame everything on your parents it's not about the blame it's about acknowledging how the things that happened in our lives and how our parents did certain things to hurt us and to traumatize us to make us 
repeat cycles of abuse in relationships with other people that we came in contact with, with our friendships and our significant others. It's admitting and acknowledging those things so you can move past it, which allow, in order to move past it, you have to acknowledge it. You have to work through it and you have to forgive and then you have to create new healthy ways of living out your life new healthy ways of seeing yourself so yeah that's really all I wanted to talk about the true money and the true value is you it's not the fiat money that's just a physical symbol and representation of you so the more and more you love on yourself the more and more you understand yourself and the more and more you understand 1111 the more and more you understand how you create the wealth because you are the wealth, the more and more you change the outcome of your everyday life. And it's a moment by moment thing. It's getting to non-judgment of yourself, meaning if you slip back into it, don't don't judge yourself. But there is a, a bit of judgment that does come into play in this life because it's literally just a part of what we like to call growing pains. You have to be able to be the judge and the jury of your own life in order to make more, I don't really like using the word positive too much, but to make more positive changes in your life. It's okay though. It's okay to be empathetic to yourself. But you also do still have to look at really what you're doing, really why you do these things in order to come to a resolution, because it's all about a resolution. We see the problems, but what is the solution? So we're all about solutions here on the Soul Sister podcast. We're all about solutions, and I really apply all of my sisters and my brothers for my sons for really 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 doing the spiritual work really 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 doing the mental work really 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 doing the emotional work to become a better version of yourself and really seeking the truth seeking truth and being open to truth because at this at this stage in the game it's not about who's right and who's wrong because everybody has their own perspective but it's about finding what was truthful for you and what resonates with you and that can only be done when you really, really, really do the shadow work and when you really, really, really do the inner work, that childhood work, because shadow work is, is inner work. It is the inner child. It is the child that was told that they were stupid. It is the child that was told that they were slow. It is the child that was told that they wouldn't amount to nothing. It is the child that was made to feel like they didn't matter. Help heal that child and let that child out and celebrate that child, have fun happen to your inner self, your inner Leo energy. And on that note, I'm going to end the podcast and end the series, yay, of generational curses. Like I said, I have four episodes, so make sure you guys tune into that. I didn't want to make these too long. I don't want to make them anything over about 15 minutes and some change, and I successfully did that, so I'm proud of myself. I'm learning how not to keep repeating the same things over and over again and feel like I got my point across. So, as always, I appreciate you guys for tuning in to my frequency, to my vibration, that Soul Sister 
soul to soul, heart to heart, soul sister shit. I love you guys so much. Peace.